Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Game Closet Chats. My name is Adam. And I'm Bianca. And Tiger is just crying her eyes out back there. I guess she didn't get to play the last game we played, oh, and she no. heard about how much fun Oceans was. What should we play with her instead? Let's play Cat in a Box. <laughs> you throw the box. You throw the box, see if you catch a cat. <laughs> <laughs> you win every time. <laughs> All right, well, welcome back, everyone. We're talking about... Legendary Encounters today. The alien. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's Tiger. Yeah, she is talking. She has a lot to say. She loves deck builders. Mm-hmm. I love deck builders. <laughs> I love deck builders. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is definitely... Well, let's clean that up and say... Legendary Encounters is the game we're talking about. We're doing our then and now segment. So we're going to talk a little bit about when we first got this game, our experiences playing it, and then we're going to stop and play it and come back and talk about it, right? Yeah, I'm excited to play it again. It has been quite a while since we've played the Alien version of this. We played through all the movie scenarios, and then we moved on. Yeah, I think I don't think we beat the last one. I'm not sure. Ooh, it's been too long for me to remember. Yeah, it's been, it me too, but we definitely played through the first two until we won. Mm-hmm. Well, now, wait, is it is it three or four? Three. It's only three. It's Alien, Aliens, and Alien 3, right? Correct. Okay, so officially licensed, but it's the comic book. I like it. The I art, do too. I, I personally have never really read any of the alien comics so i the characters are like those from the movie but it's the comic art yes yes and the game itself plays like you're playing through the movies so you start with alien you move on to aliens and then (laughs) and then what's next um alien four no no three (laughs) where you're in the prison right Mm -hmm. so this one was an early one for us again. How did you come across this one? Because I don't remember the story behind it. So I went to the local game store looking for Marvel Legendary. Because I had watched the playthrough of that on Tabletop. Mm. And really liked it. I thought that would be a great game. We had recently discovered how much we liked deck building as a mechanic. Mm -hmm. Mostly from Eminent Domain. Which I think we're doing an episode on soon we never were dominion players it took so long for dominion to actually come into our collection that by the time we actually got dominion what version was it i just the most basic vanilla original game no expansions or anything and i think that wasn't enough for us maybe so it, it was also, like, the first one. So, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Not enough. Mm-hmm. We came into it from a more advanced perspective. And so maybe with some of the other things. But I think really what does this Legendary Encounters... But really what sets Legendary Encounters apart is the story. The scenarios. Yeah. Yes, I really enjoyed that. It gives you a goal. Again, I really like that. A goal to work towards. And with Dominion, I think it was just player versus player, right? Yes. It's been so long since yeah, we played you're just, it. 
it's you're just playing through until a certain number of stacks are gone and then whoever's got the most points which i mean is okay but that doesn't really float my boat so yeah we definitely do like cooperative games more and i guess it's just now realizing this is a cooperative <laughs> mm-hmm. deck builder right <laughs> And it's interesting because we recently played an alien RPG, and I think a criticism I have of that is one that's shared by a lot of people. I already know what what aliens are. Mm-hmm. I can't separate fully my xenomorph knowledge from my player, and that's it, challenging. <laughs> it was very hard. In the RPG. In, in the RPG, it was very hard to not metagame. Right. Because it's like, oh, there's some goopy stuff on the wall. You know, I anyone, eat this. <laughs> someone might think, oh, it might, you know, ships just leak and right. things come out of ships. But no, it's like, oh, I bet there's an alien here. It was very hard to play our characters in such a way that they would be naive right. to what we knew was coming down the line. But, but that doesn't matter in Legendary Encounters. Even though you know what's going to happen... It doesn't matter in Legendary Encounters, because even though you know what's going to happen, the way to make it happen is, it changes, and your hands change, and your characters change. There's no, having the advanced knowledge does not help you (laughs) at all. Mm -mm. So I think that's good. I think that people might look at this and say, oh, well, I already know what happens. What do I want to play it for? And I think that they'd be missing out. I definitely agree. What I like is that, sure, I know what the movies is going to be, and I know about the aliens and all of that, but you sort of get to play the characters, too, which is a lot of fun. Um, And you don't always know which characters are going to come out each time. And there's some variety, too, because, you know, even though we're playing the scenarios, we could just play against the aliens with whatever characters we wanted to play with. Yeah, being able to inhabit the movie or the comic or whatever the medium is that you have consumed this content before is is a big draw. I think as soon as I saw it, so I was originally answering the question, how did this come to be? Because you mm. didn't know about it. I went looking for Marvel Legendary. This was right next to it, and it had the egg opening on. And you can't. We love the Alien franchise, Bianca does Xenomorph art. I'm just always on the lookout for Alien stuff. And when you brought it to the table, it was like, oh, this is exciting. It was a flashing neon sign, you need to buy me. And that was an interesting experience in itself. So it's a big box, and it was a heavy box. It is a big, long box. And do you remember what was in it? Just tons and tons of cards? One giant brick of unsorted <laughs> thousand plus cards. <laughs> like foam blocks too, And foam right? blocks to hold that one brick like, of cards. Here's your cards. Here's your cards. <laughs> I was so confused. I was. It was like, what? And I remember talking to Larry about it and he said, oh, it's an upper deck game. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And upper deck is the publisher. He says, yep, that's how they come. It was literally just a, a shrink wrap brick of cards, completely unsorted. I had no idea how to play the game. I had no idea how to sort the cards. I didn't know. Just putting the game together, <laughs> so to speak. I do remember seeing you at the table, just with piles of cards around you. 
and not a clue as to what I was doing. So I think just figuring out how to organize the game taught me a lot about the game. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll just never forget it was just a giant uh, shrink-wrapped And they've all cards. been like that. And yeah, I, Marvel, <laughs> the Marvel Legendary one might have been different. I don't remember. They were separate individual bricks, I think but they so. were all, it was like, okay, here's the first one, 150 of the cards, right. and then it cut off, and then here's the next set. And so they were all sort of together, but, but not. yeah. Yeah. But still, we powered through, we figured it out, we got it on the table, and instantly really started to enjoy it. I feel like before this, we played Star Realms, we played Eminent Domain. That might have been it as far as deck building. Um, but that idea of getting stronger yeah. as you play. <clears throat> and this was, I want to say, one of the first games where we ever had a neoprene mat for. Oh, the first. And... Had no idea it was in there. No. I mean, what a surprise. Fell in love with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I have to take it back. A brick of cards <laughs> and a really nice playmat. <laughs> a really nice playmat. I'm really impressed. I was... I was really impressed with it. Unrolled it and then seeing the art and be Oh, this is the comic art. Was, was really cool. I really appreciate that. And, I mean, it has carried over into our future collection now. We're always on the lookout for the neoprene mats. And, yeah. Yeah. and I'm in love with, and I'm going to shout out to um, Midgard. Sure. Reavers of Midgard. Mm -hmm. It's double-sided, and it's gorgeous. And I feel like that just beats, you know, a regular board game any day yeah the champions of midgard mat is great reavers of midgard mat is great the western legends map mm -hmm. is phenomenal it's really interesting to see that shift and how we had talked about that before i think it really was a thing we were wondering how much it would cost to scan in a high-res image of mm -hmm. a board have it printed on the neoprene and I don't remember what really stopped us from moving forward. We probably thought it was too expensive. Probably too expensive. Uh, I mean, we know we wanted to do, like, Pandemic, you know, the games that we play right. all the time. Um, just just the logistics of getting a good enough scan. I think that to, was to... really it, is how do you get the high-res image yeah. of the, the board? Because either way, I, I do remember it was going to be, like, $50, and that's about what they cost to add on. So, yeah, the neoprene mat, that's a, a good call. So we've played... Marvel Legendary. Um, so we own Marvel Legendary now. Got that as a gift not too long ago. And also the Predator mm -hmm. Legendary Encounters. We've played all three. Do you have a preference for one or the others outside of the theme? Outside of the theme... I think I just have just always that nostalgic alien was the first one we played and I remember just enjoying it so much and love playing it each time I mean both all, all three of them good but I really enjoy the alien one 
I do too. I, I do think if given the choice now, I would say, oh, I think I'd rather play Marvel. But that's only because we haven't played it as much. Mm-hmm. And there's huge, a huge number of expansion decks. Every hero you could think of, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're about to go play. But I want to ask you one more question or dive oh, no. into one more facet here. Okay. They have gone, some might say, overboard on the legendary encounters. And I don't think you're even really aware of the fact that there's Buffy the Vampire. I think... Firefly. Yeah, you have the Firefly I remember you mentioning. There's several other ones that are escaping me at the moment. What do you think? <laughs> it's sort of like Monopoly. <laughs> it's like, sort of like Monopoly. You got your Star Wars Monopoly and your Pokemon Monopoly and... Any film you could think of, Monopoly. And honestly, I mean, if that's how you're going to reach someone and introduce them to a new game, make it something that they love, and they will come. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think there's a big trouble in Little China. Oh my god! I think. I'll have to look into that, and that might have to join. The... That would be fantastic. But I think I would make the argument that you don't necessarily need to have more than one pick the one you love and put that in there i would say yes and if you know someone loves a particular you know movie or whatever that they've made i feel like it would make a good gift because it's something that they love or you know hoping that they love deck builders um but i feel like it would be a good gift because it's just sort of a fun it's something that they can play over and over and over again and the theming is great. See, I think I would even say that they don't have to know what a deck builder is. True. The it could theme be... and the mat oh, yeah. It might be enough to just hook them into wanting to learn how to play. And once you learn how to play, it's not that bad. We call them uh, dollars and slashes. How many dollars you got, how many slashes you got. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really what the entire game comes down to. Now, of course, there's the combinations and stuff. We have our own language for the symbols. <laughs> I think, you know, there's probably a lot of people who have mm-hmm. similar. I was surprised, just as a throwback to Massive Darkness, I had forgotten that in the rule book they call them bangs. Mm. The, and I thought that's just what we did. We pretty much call every anything that's a hit a bang yeah. now. And I thought that was a holdover from... Attack wing and mm. X wing. X wing, yes. But all that's for another day. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take a longer pause than you, and we're gonna go play, and we'll be back in I don't know ten seconds. Woo. Hello, everybody. We're back, and the safest thing to do is just take off and nuke it from orbit. <laughs> Take it out. Oh, they're so scary. Yeah. Each and every one of them. Maybe we should just freeze them. I don't have a quote from the third one because we watched it so infrequently. Jinx, you only spoke. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) So we're back freshly from the experience and... Sort of an odd experience. Yeah, so we had... uh, Well, let's let it evolve, shall we? So. I set up the game and was very, very pleasantly impressed with past Adam, who had put everything away in the correct boxes, and it was nice and organized. I forgot you had all those little 
card dividers and uh, little deck boxes that helped. There are like or box organizers. I'm sure Broken Token has one mm-hmm. and stuff. But for this game, I would say just get a bunch of deck boxes the like magic deck sized Mm -hmm. and you just split everything up i love how it's just an empty box with (laughs) with a bunch of boxes in it with a bunch of boxes in it and a mat and that's it yeah and it's great (laughs) it was so it makes the the setup so much easier we especially with this sort of deck builder where well you have the different movies and each movie has its own individual deck and characters and then you know you have um, those additional, like the drone deck and the hatchery deck, the, the, uh, the strike deck. Ah, there's just so many little pieces to it. Having it all split out just, yeah, just makes it easy. Streamlined the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's really something that you couldn't do with a Marvel Legendary. I was just here thinking about it. I was like, why didn't I do that for Marvel? And it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're not picking... Well, you know, I guess you don't have to for Legendary Encounters, for the Alien version. You don't have to use the right characters in the right scenario. I don't think I would have as much fun not doing that, though. Agreed. I liked playing. I liked playing the scenarios. And I would play them again. The um, movie as is. Movie as is. Definitely. And I know that you can mix the Alien and the Predator right. together. But even then, I, I'm not as hot on that. I like them separate and i like playing the scenarios themselves right for the predator one you can add in as your character you can be predators now that might be interesting we've never done that Mm -mm. and then it's like a hunt you're like trophies or Mm -hmm. something for that one so we played the fourth one alien resurrection which you may recall we weren't sure was a part of this game but it is I've seen it many times on FX. Right. <laughs> so a, many times. A cable staple. <laughs> so it's Alien, Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, and Alien Resurrection are all in the, the box. Mm-hmm. So since we couldn't even remember that it was there, we decided to play Resurrection. Because I don't think we had actually... I think we played the first three movies. We played the third one, and I want to say, a couple times. And then we ended up putting it away because we probably got something... In the meantime, we were like, oh, we're going to play this new game now. And so we never went back to play 4. And so it sort of was like playing new again. Yeah, I think you're right. It was the cards in 4 had a different keyword mechanic that aren't on any of the other ones. So we had to kind of look it up and remember what that meant or, I guess, discover it for the first time. So it was kind of like a, a new game. And... We it, it went okay. It went okay. We did not use our house rule, which we usually use with um, Predator and Alien. I don't remember if we did it in Marvel. Do you remember? I think we did. So it's it's a variant that's available in the back of the rule book that does what? You So before any of the enemies come out and start pushing each other down the line... You take a couple rounds to buy, um, it was called the headquarters. So from the headquarters, you know, the different characters come out. You take a couple rounds to buy from that. And that helps you develop your deck a little bit faster, which I think we suffered from. And we can mention that later about how our game sped along. Um, And we didn't do that this time around. I'm not sure 
it mattered as much. And it's not something that I, I don't think we usually played that with. It's just the two of us. We do. Yeah. Yes. I know. I know it people. was. I know it was a really long time ago, but I I personally requested each time because I know. I mean, I'm gonna jump ahead just just a tiny bit, but when we got to the end, my deck was not developed at all. That's true, and I think that is a little bit to blame with the scenario itself and how quickly we moved it through the phases. So definitely with more people, do buy rounds Mm -hmm. where you just strengthen your deck, develop that deck. Otherwise, you cannot get your deck developed quickly enough. And the coordinate system where you can play cards on other people's turns, it just isn't robust enough in this game to make up that gap. Definitely with just the two of us. More people, you would have more chances for the coordinate. But I was unable to buy coordinate cards for a good part of the game and it wasn't until later that I had like a couple and so I was limited a lot of the time in the cards that I could buy and just to kind of give a a synopsis of how it went we we went through the first objective um, which was to kill three of the clones we went through that quickly Uh, I mean within a handful of rounds we got lucky in the cards because the containment cells came out and then like shortly after that the clones came out and it was like one and done we didn't have to we really didn't have to fight anything and then the second objective uh which one well before you finish up with the first one part of the first objective was spending your dollars to kill the clones which we would not have been close to killing without doing that so it's taking away your buying power mm-hmm. and using it instead to further the game. So it might have been better if we hadn't quite destroyed them as quickly. This is true. I used, for two of the clones, I used my buying to do that. Right. And and then in the second objective was killing the fake clones or mm-hmm. the rejected clones mm-hmm. or whatever. And we ended up doing that rather quickly as well. Right. But... By the time we got to the last objective, which was to kill the queen, my deck had not seen more than six or seven attack power, which is pretty, I want to say, low. Oh, definitely. For the last? For the last objective. Objective, yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) Considering a lot of the times in the last objective deck, you have enemies that are eight, nine, ten attack power. And so my deck, not very developed, didn't have very many coordinates, and we were suffering because we moved through it so fast that by the time we got to the end, the sort of twist was that the event cards were taking up space in the headquarters, which was denying us a variety of characters to buy. So by the end, the pool of available characters was down to two from six. And so that was another one where we just couldn't buy anything to develop the decks. So that being said, we saw the alien mother queen Mm -hmm. clone come out. We scanned it, saw it. I think it needed 11 slashes to kill. And turned to each other like, well, there's no way. There's (laughs) no way we're going to get this thing dead. Neither of our decks are powerful enough. So let's just finish it off 
let it kill us because my character was almost dead anyway. And as it turns out, I got the exact cards I needed. Minus, I think, like, one slash. And then you had the one slash coordinate. And so it just worked. And we're like, oh, my God, we got it. It's yeah. dead. <laughs> and we were so, we went from so dejected to so happy that we overlooked the fact <laughs> that it wasn't actually the final enemy. No, I didn't read the full <laughs> sentence of the objective card. So you had to kill the queen and, and the, uh, the newborn. The newborn. Which I completely did not read. Yeah. And as we were cleaning up, we discovered the newborn in mm -hmm. the deck. And we were like, there's no way. And it said right at the top, final enemy. And I thought, wait a minute. We didn't <laughs> fight this. So a true playthrough, maybe not. But we gave it our best. And we really didn't even notice it until literally we were cleaning up. And at that point, we decided we'll let it be. That's, yeah. Let it be what it is. So, out of the four movies, how did you feel about this one? Out of the four movies, even though I have watched this on cable TV so many times, um, I don't really enjoy this movie as much. And it's actually been a very long time since I've seen it. I want to say at least five years since I've seen this movie again. And so partway through when we were playing this, you know, some of the characters I couldn't remember anymore and some of the, well, it was a second objective. It was talking about the, like the flooded rooms. And I was like, aren't they on like a spaceship or something? Yeah, neither and, of us could remember. Like, why is flooding. there water? And so I, I was not as connected to this one as much. If we went back and played, um, I would almost recommend like watching the movie first and then yeah. playing the game, which we might have done the first time around. We watched the first Alien and then went and played the game just sort of as like a, you know, little homage. And maybe I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. But overall being connected to it, I was not as connected to this one as much. I think so too. I think that is the same for me. I think also gameplay wise, this one... It does feel like it's just limiting. The fact that it's limiting the headquarters, you're spending those dollars, the characters did not seem to to mesh as well, although we admittedly didn't get as many out. And the mobilize keyword just seemed weird and tacked on. It was, yeah, it felt like a mishmash of things. And, like, the headquarters, like thematically i didn't understand why that was happening like why are we suddenly being limited i don't know never never in any of the other legendary games have we played has that ever happened and i don't even remember in other games where it just didn't make sense that it was happening mm -hmm. like a lot of times at least in these thematic games that rely so heavily on the theme it kind of everything makes sense in the first one You've got the eggs, and you bring the eggs, and you have to destroy the eggs, mm -hmm. and then there's the little alien, and then there's the big alien, and you have to blow it out the... But for this one, it didn't seem to follow that same... I don't know, it didn't connect. It didn't hit for me as well. I think the mechanics are still solid overall. The game is great overall. I think the first one is the best. The second one is close. The third one is not as good. And the fourth one is the worst. So you would almost <laughs> do a, a one, two, three, four ranking for me. And it would be the same as the movies. I would I would 
agree. Definitely. Um, again, I still really enjoyed playing it. The buying, you know, you don't know what you're going to get next in your hand. Am I going to be a lot of fighting this round? Am I going to be a lot of buying this round? I'm hoping I get a coordinate so I can help my teammates. I really like that. I really like the coordinate aspect of the legendary encounters because that's just sort of fun in that it's even more cooperative. You know, you're playing the characters and you're, you know, you're cooperating and, but it's even more so it's like, yeah, that makes sense. My character can help you do this. And I still kind of benefit from that. Yeah. And just overall, I really like, I really like this as a solid deck builder. Yeah, for sure. I think something that I would like to maybe, maybe find a way to play it in this one, or at least it's an aspect of the Predator one that I, I like. I like the idea of, we've only played the Predator one, I think, once. And so I don't remember how many times it came up, but they have the showboating and the brothers in arms. So the showboating is when you're playing the same character name. Mm. So, like, you could have four different Ripleys. Mm -hmm. And they get more and more powerful because they're, like, showing off showboating. <laughs> and the brothers in arms, you get more powerful, the, the more diverse your I cards remember, you play are. I remember the brothers in arms, yeah. for sure. I think we played... One and two of Predator. I don't. I really don't remember. Potentially, yeah. Um, we were or we mixed them. We might have mixed them. I don't um, remember. But yeah, continue. But I like that. I like that aspect. It might be interesting to try to find a way to port that over into Legendary Encounters, Aliens. But there's also a thousand other ones. So I think the last question I have that I'm curious to hear is: We have, we just played Jaws. Well. I did. Hmm. And, well, and we've recently played it. Mm -hmm. We just played this, Aliens. We have Bob Ross. <laughs> we have Marvel. And I think that's about it. I'm going to throw Terror Below in there. Mm. As, as a licensed game, even though it is not licensed Tremors, it really is. Oh, it's wonderfully themed. Well, I'm just thinking, so... Uh, but. Of the sort of real-life licensed games, Alien, Bob Ross, which one do you think does it best? Pays the most tribute to the parentage, if you will. Now, I might be a little biased, but of them all, and it's hard, that is hard. Because I want to say that they're all, all really great. The themes, they stick well together. But if, I, if it comes down to it and thinking about thinking about playing it, thinking about being in the moment, playing that game, you know, am I immersed in this theme? Bob Ross. Bob Ross for me too. Bob Ross. Hands down. <laughs> loyal to that IP. And just, it's just there. I mean, it just all makes sense. Every Every part of it makes sense. Yeah. The painting, getting rid of your paint after you've painted it. The, I'm really good with this, you know, particular paint or technique now. You know, discarding those cards to get that. And just, you know, the, the Bob Chill cards are just fantastic. I, I agree 100%. I think even take all the mechanics away. When I'm playing Bob Ross, Art of Chill... I just want to be chill. I just want to be Bob. I'm like, I'm going to paint those happy trees. I'm going to get this paint. There's there's no 
no animosity happening anywhere, no antagonist. They were just painting, man. They were just painting, man. So there you go. I bet you didn't think we would get to Bob Ross <laughs> from Aliens Legendary Encounters, but you never know what's going to happen on Game Closet Chats, Ooh. right? So that's why you have to follow us on Twitter. You can find us at Game Closet Chats, and don't forget to favorite us on Anchor or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget, we post Wednesdays and Saturdays. Wednesdays and Saturdays. Thanks for listening, everybody.